Welcome to the North Idaho Archery Podcast, the crossroads of archery and adventure. I'm John, and I'm here with my buddies, Austin and Jake. We own and operate North Idaho Archery Pro Shop in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Join us for the discussion on all things archery, the great outdoors, and unique tales from our past adventures. As veterans and archery nerds, we're here to immerse you in the world of bows, arrows, and techniques. Whether you're a seasoned archer or just starting out, we're your go-to source for archery insights, stories, and camaraderie. It's not just about hitting the target, it's about perfecting the shot. This is the North Idaho Archery Podcast, where the thrill of the bullseye meets the precision of the bowstring. Let's live life at full draw. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode. Uh, today, it's Jake and I. Uh, John is in the UK with his wife, Michelle, uh, enjoying all of the cool pub fare, and I'm jealous every time I see a picture because it looks freaking sweet over there. Yeah, I'm not sure he's doing anything but drinking. So far, he's just sent us pictures of alcoholic drinks and geese. That's That sounds like exactly what I would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be drinking all the beer sounds over like there. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> he says the women are lovely. Hey, you know. It's the accent, right? Like we talked about with Cody. I think it's just, they're just, it's the same. It's, it's a novelty. Just, it's a novelty. Yeah. 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 But yeah. anyways, so today uh, we're just going to talk about kind of our setups going into the next year. Um, talk about aerial builds. Uh, we'll talk a little about veins. It'll just be kind of a, a discussion about um, bows and all things archery related. So... I yeah. think from my perspective, what you might uh, hear today, something I'm pretty passionate about is, um, you know, why you should consider buying a new bow. Uh, we hear from a lot of our customers, um, you know, they've had the same old bow for 20, 25 years and it still shoots and they still kill things with it. Um, and not to discredit those guys, because I am certain that they do still kill things with it, but we want to get into the efficiency of newer equipment and um, kind of get into the nitty-gritty on the science on that and why you should consider a, a newer piece of equipment. Um, anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's get into what we're shooting this year. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm going with the Elite Ethos this year. Um, I've kind of shot, uh, a few of the new ones that we've had, had in the shop now, and that one feels the best for me. I just like the way, uh, the string angle is and, uh, the efficiency now that of one, it, so. the, the ethos is, um, it draws like a 35 inch bow, correct? Yeah. So it's got the same string angle as a 35 inch, like their, uh, um, uh, impulse 35, I think it was, I can't remember now something there there was a 30 they kind of it was a huge success for elite um everybody raved about it and loved that bow um so they wanted to kind of it like mimic that in a way uh, to have that in a 30 34 inch axle axle bow but have a little steeper string angle. I think it's 33 is it 33 on the ethos oh yeah it is you're right um i guess i've never asked you why um, did you decide to go with the ethos over the Kairos? Uh, oh gosh. Was it because of that 35 inch? Yeah. Cause they're the same. The Kairos and the ethos are the same axle axle length. Right. But the, the Kairos was, 
engineered more for people with a 29 and a half inch draw and under right. to be more efficient for them. So I believe it's got a shorter brace height on it. And, um, but I like the draw cycle. I know last year I wasn't a huge fan of the Omnia and uh, I thought it was just a little stout, um, just a little more than I liked in a, in a draw cycle, but this one, uh, it feels really good. Uh, the bow is just dead in the hand. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. I was really happy when we got those this year and they were just a little bit smoother, uh, through that dry, dry draw cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was not in love with the Omnia. Now we sold a lot of them and not to take away from those bows at all to the people who bought them. Cause they are fantastic bows. Yeah. They are, were extremely fast. Um, and so I think they should have almost been marketed as a speed bow, um, more than anything, uh, so so the guys who are shooting them are getting incredible speeds out of them. They're efficient. Oh, yeah. They tune well. I I'm a comfort shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, I I enjoy shooting a bow that's not uh, real aggressive. Yeah. I'm not looking for well, insane that's, speeds. That's it, right? Like that's what we tell people every, when they come in is just to shoot them all and find the one that they like the best. And because I mean, there's people that you know, guys out there, gals out there that love draw stops. You know, they want those limb stops mm-hmm. um, for that really hard back wall. I'm not a huge fan of limb stops uh, when I shoot. So, but to, to each their own on that. So, and that's why we, that's why we have people come in and shoot every bow that we have and pick the one that they like the best. But so, yeah, I went with that. Um, as far as um, my rest this year, uh, I'm going to run the a prophecy. Uh, oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. The cable driven. Yep. Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Get uh, away from limb driven. Uh, well, I, I put the limb driven on my target bow. I have my epsilon on on my target bow with the target kit on it. So, uh, I like. I love the epsilon. It's been. I've shot that rest for the last four years now. Um, I like it a lot. But in the in the sense of wanting to try something different and give it a whirl, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the prophecy this year. And uh, let's see. Which we sell, in case anybody's interested in that. Yep, um, we do have the prophecies. We, we like them a lot. Um, yeah. For, uh, I mean, you know, QAD has been making some really, really nice cable-driven rests for a long time. And we sell those, and, and uh, we still believe in those. Um, they've never failed us. Mm-hmm. We love them. Um, and you can get a lot of different echelon in prices for the QADs. Um, but the... Those AE prophecies, um, just a little bit different, right? They're yeah. So, so the way they're set up is that they, you know, like with like a QAD, you could have the um, the rest down and draw, and the rest will come up with your arrow as you draw. Right. Um, with the prophecy, you it does not do that. So you actually have to set it every time, which would most people do with a QAD or any other style. Right. You know, you always set it before you shoot, but. Um, this one, if you forget, your arrow will not, you will not come off uh, or come up. So, but the nice thing is, is that, um, so if you look at like the QADs or some other limb dri- or uh, cable driven rests, they have to pull back past a certain point to mm-hmm. disengage that sear mm-hmm. and then they'll fall. Whereas the prophecy, I mean, it does, but since it's not um, working as you're drawing the bow, that there's it doesn't move at all when you draw back. So mm-hmm. if you look at most of those other cable-driven rests, when you draw back, that rest will come back up a little bit higher. Right. They're moving like an eighth of an inch yeah, into yeah. full draw. Yeah, and right. uh, 
with these ones, they don't move at all, which I like a yeah. lot. Um, and then the, uh, God, what do they call it? The padding that's on the rest itself or on the, uh, on the forks. Right. Uh, like the little whale tail there. I can't remember. Like, I want to say they call it like pigskin or something like that, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I like it a lot. It, instead of having felt, it actually that, sticks. It sticks and it doesn't wear away Man, like felt will. If I had one complaint to give to QAD, it'd be to fix that. Like, whatever they're putting on their rest, that it's, it's not even really felt. No, no it's, it's like a synthetic yeah, something. And if I had a dollar for every rest, I saw that that was coming off or mm-hmm. somebody replaced it with their own felt or. Mm-hmm. Which I would almost recommend doing. Um, yeah, that's that's the only, honestly, bad thing I could say about the QADs is that felt system is just not good. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It, the adhesion on it isn't great. Uh, right. Like right when you stick it on. I mean, every time I always I now I I always use a little bit of like isopropyl alcohol or anything mm-hmm. like that, and I'll just clean off the right get right. a little better adhesion, but. Yeah, but when you're paying that much for a piece of equipment, you know, you shouldn't be fighting it in the field and you shouldn't be worried about it making noise on the draw cycle, you know, especially if you're drawing yeah. on the buck of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the one thing, so I will say the one thing about the the prophecy is that they don't have any integrate options mm. yet. So, I mean, it's just your standard mount onto the riser. Um and they don't have like a dovetail system or anything like that to. That to is work. nice. I, I don't think there's a bow on the market that QAD doesn't have some sort of system for. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's one thing um, I will give points to QAD for is that. Uh, but uh, again, I'm, I shot the prophecy on my Revex last year, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Um, so I'm going to run it this year, and uh, yeah, I'll be running my shrewd bars again, uh, twelve inch <laughs> off the front, nine off the back. Um. Yeah, and then I'm shooting the Stan Onyx Clicker this year. I Are you still running that. the Spot Hog up front? I th- yeah, I'm gonna run the Spot Hog. Uh, so it's a Fast Eddie triple stack is what I shot last year, but mm. I'm gonna put an UltraView scope on it this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why? Uh, just I love UltraView scopes, and I love that uh, with the UV scopes you can change out your pin configuration. So if I want to shoot a, a double stack, I can. If I want to shoot the the three right. pin, I can, um, or uh, put a put a single pin in there if I want. So, I guess my only confusion there would be like you give up um, that weight when you go to spot hog. You know, it's a it's a heavier sight mm-hmm. because you get, you know, you give that up because you get that large housing. And so you're going to a smaller housing, but you still have well, all no, that weight. Because I would do the the UV three XL, the the forty one millimeter. Oh, okay. So, so you're gonna do yeah. okay. So it's it's roughly the same. The same. Size. Okay. So you're not giving w- that up then. No, I wouldn't do the smaller one. Okay. I don't. I don't. I I've, I don't like the little ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it's just too much confusing for my eyes. Yeah. Okay. But, that makes sense then. So yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, you might as well change the entire mounting yeah. system then. And I, because I have, and I don't know yet. Because I have my landslide right now, I'm kind of using it as my pseudo target site, my target mm. uh, sight bar, um, until I can get a new sight bar. Right. Um, but that's also a really good. I like that because it's so light. 
And so we're ASL. going to uh, Vegas in January. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you guys are going to be down there. We'd love to meet, meet up with you guys down there and um, maybe join us at the buffet table. Oh, yeah. I cannot uh, wait, dude. So, so many when we're down in Vegas, though, um, obviously you're not going to be running the Ethos. You're going to be running the uh, PSE. Yep, the Super X is what I got this year for a target bow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of just... It's my first target bow, like real target bow. Yeah, I've shot leagues and stuff in the past and enjoy shooting that style, like tournament style stuff. Um, done some 3D competitions. I shot an AS or uh, it was an ASA. No, it was an IBO uh, tournament, but a 3D. But uh, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And so this year, you know, I thought, you know, it'd be since we have a shop and we can represent and. I've always wanted to dive into the target archery stuff and, and really see what that's all about. And it has been, uh, interesting. I've never shot with magnification before. And so this is the first time experiencing that. And just, it is a big learning curve. And thankfully we have like Chet who mm. has been helping me out a ton, uh, with, uh, trying to figure out. Chet all is a uh, pro shooter with Bowtech and he's, <laughs> if you've, shot any sort of big tournaments you know who he is yeah he's 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 at a lot i mean especially this year he said he's he's really gonna hit it hard and get to as many as he can but yeah but yeah he's been a huge help um for me just opening my eyes into that whole world so yeah yeah it's a it's a interesting world because if you don't know anything about it you don't know anything about it oh yeah right for sure so it's another one of those niche things that um guys have a lot of expertise in and those are the kind of guys you want to seek out, right? Like Chet, he's, I mean, he's been obviously been a huge help for us. And I'm going to go shoot that as well. I'm a little bit disappointed, obviously, because I am not going to have a target bow. Um, I ordered one, which if you guys aren't super familiar with Athens, please come in and try them out. These bows are mm-hmm. sweet. Um, but I ordered the Athens Vale 38, which is their target bow. Um I don't know if it'll be here in time. It's not going to be here in time. So what I'm going to do. still got a few weeks. but um, Which for our listeners out there, this is this is an option. Um, you just shoot a longer axle-to-axle hunting bow mm-hmm. as a target bow. Um, just bring it back down. I, so we got some Rev X6 from uh, last year that we haven't sold. Yeah. Um, so if there's some tall guys out there that want a long bow, let us know. We got a couple for you. Yeah. That's what John shot last year was the Rev X6. Cause yeah. it was the only thing that would go to his draw length. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to knock that thing down to eh, probably like 58 pounds. Yeah. I think that's about as low as they'll let me go, but, um, and shoot that who mm-hmm. shoot the Hunter league there in Vegas. And yeah. Um, shoot the flight. We're both going to shoot yeah, flights. Shoot flights and not the the championship. Go stuff. see chaos anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Well, well, it'll be a first year, and then going to the Western Trade Show, we'll be there, um, and super excited to to experience that for the first time too. So, depending on how do good I do on the first flight, will depend on whether or not I wear the NIA jersey you know, for the second flight, <laughs> <laughs> or, or if I just. Put on like a Remington sweatshirt or something, yeah. just <laughs> poser out here. But. Hey, weren't you uh, wearing a jersey yesterday? No, 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 no. wrong guy, man. Wrong guy, dude. Wrong guy. <laughs> Might shave my beard. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this year for uh, my hunting setup, uh, if anyone gives a shit, um, <laughs> I uh, 
I'm going to shoot that Prime RVX. Yeah, the four. Yeah, the RVX yeah. four. Uh, God, I just love that bow. I really love that bow. Yeah. And I think um, we have had very few people shoot that bow that didn't, didn't like just it. love it. The draw yeah. cycle on it is incredible. Um, wickedly smooth. Mm-hmm. It just there's no fall off. It balances well in my hand. I shoot it well. Yeah, now, as, as comfort bows go, I mean, like as a bow that's just holds really well at full draw. Right, draws really smooth. It's dead in the hand. Uh, I think it. They, the last two years, Prime has knocked it out of the park with those two. Right. Now, I don't want to take anything away from PSE because I shot the PSE Carbon Levitate this year, and I mean, incredible bow. I yep. mean, I. Killed a lot of stuff with it this yeah. year. Uh, performed every time it needed to perform. Uh, shot top pin with it, and it's uh, it's going to be for sale. We're going to bring it into the shop and sell it. Um, it's so it's got brand new limbs on it, brand new gas strings for anyone interested in a levitate. We will have one in the shop, but um, that grip in the center of the riser on those primes, uh, for whatever reason. As good as I shot the PSE, I just shoot the primes that much better. Yeah. You know. And again, going back to what we keep telling people, right? You got to shoot them all. Which one shoots the best for yeah. you? Which one do you like? And, and, and I, next year, you might be shooting a PSE again. I mean, it, yeah. That's, I'm, that's the I thing. I'm so torn, man, because I do yeah. love those PSE cam systems. Yeah. And the EC2 cam is that's so nice. It's great. Because um, um, I, I shot the Mach 34 last year, and I loved everything about that bow. If I wasn't going to shoot the prime, I would be shooting the probably the omen this year. Yeah, that omen, man. I think it's such an underrated bow. Oh the, my god. If if you guys haven't shot the omen, if you're like a speed freak and love fast bows, that omen, man. So I shot it with a I shot four hundred and eighty grain arrow at thirty inch draw, and it chronoed at two ninety nine. Yeah. And in in the draw, you draw it, and it. It, it's not aggressive. It's got the E2 cams That's on it. That's the surprising thing, man, is it does not draw near Le, no. as aggressive as the Omnia did even last year. Yeah. And, like, you draw it, and you're like, man, that's not bad. It's, I think it's got the E2 cam on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. E2 or S2. can't remember. I think it's the E2. E2, yeah. Um, no, it's S2. Is it the S2? Yeah. Whatever. E2 is the long draw. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just talking. Um, <laughs> but Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. Come shoot that bow if you like oh, speed, man, yeah. um, or if you're not around this area, go find your nearest PSE dealer and and shoot and tell them you want to shoot the Omnia or right. the Omi. The, oh my God, the, the Omen. Yeah. Well, and so like we have guys come in who are like, I gotta have an 80 pound bow. Mm-hmm. I, I want the extra speed. I need an 80 pound bow. And it's like, dude, shoot this Omen at 70 pounds. Like you're not gonna hurt your shoulder. Like you, I mean, other guys are stronger than me. I guess they love their 80 pound bows. I hate shooting 80 pound bows. Uh, to me. It's not because you need more protein, maybe. Or but again, right, going back to that, I'm a comfort shooter, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, I want to shoot my bow for two and three hours. I I can shoot an eighty pound bow for yeah. two and three hours, but it, I don't have a good time doing it, right? And and that's with archery, you got to do what you like, or else it's not fun for you, right? right? Like some guys, like, and that's that's what I love about archery is because it's not cookie cutter, right? Mm. Like everybody has their own niche and what and what they like. But all that to say. I would put that omen up against most eighty pound bows on the market and I bet you it'd shoot faster at yeah. seventy pounds. Oh yeah. Like almost guaranteed. Oh pound for pound, yeah. Pound I for think pound. just 
I mean, if you if you put that thing up against, oh, I don't know. We don't have any 80-pound bows in the shop, so we can't really test that theory, but it'd be fun to test that. Same draw length, same arrow. Yeah. You know, like, well, we had just, some Hoyts come in here, some 80-pound Hoyts, um, the two, three-year-old models. Oh, we'll have to call Ben. He's got the RX-7, 80-pound uh, yeah. RX-7 Ultra. And with those guys, I mean, to be fair, they were... They tested them against the prime RevX from last year, and the RevX was shooting faster at seventy pounds. Yeah, but that was that's, uh, that's going into what I wanted to talk about about oh, why yeah. getting a new bow, the efficiency. Well, what? Uh, so I'm still torn on what arrows I'm going to shoot this year. Um, I was going to try those new Ultra arrows from yeah. uh, that uh, from G5. No, no, um, Ultra arrows are the ones we got. They're brand new. That from uh, the Outdoor Group. Just put those oh, on. Right, right, right. Which ones? G5 just came out with some. Uh, the Mark series. Mark series. That's yeah, right. they can't. I think that was last year or the year before they came out with those. But mm. yeah, um, you'll be getting those in to try out this year. Um, and the, I don't know. I still have some playing around to do with those ultra arrows. I like them because uh, they're, they seem like a really good arrow, mm. um, but I haven't tinkered around with them enough. Yeah, but last year I shot the VAP SSs, and I really, really liked those. I know you shot the same ones. Yeah, um, and that's... They're just... Uh, those ultra arrows, for for what you're... They're just really heavy GPI. Yeah. I think they're like 10.9, and that for... And there's no carbon weave on that? Right. Uh, but it's got a pretty thick wall, so I, they're... I, I got to think that they're pretty darn durable. Well, um, and there's might, no spine. You might donate one to the cause and shoot uh, a VAP SS and one of those against a concrete wall and see what happens. <laughs> I mean... Science. That's that's <laughs> bulletproof science right there. Um, I do like the componentry that comes with uh, the Ultra Arrows. I like the that uh, outsert system that they have. Mm, yeah. uh, I think it's pretty awesome. Plus, you can put back weights into a 166 diameter arrow. I really like oh, that. Can't do that on the VAP. No. Um, but we did, uh, we applied to be a dealer for ethics archery, and we will be getting them in the shop now. Mm. So we'll have some ethics components. So I think I'll, I'm probably going to run ethics components this year. Mm, yeah. But it's for me, arrow choice, I think it's going to be down between the ultras or going with the uh, just continuing to shoot the the SSs. Well, you know how I feel. I I shot those VAP SSs so well, mm-hmm. and they performed so well. I mean, everything I shot them at, they just performed flawless. Yeah. You know, and incredible pass-throughs. I liked the components on the Victory Arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, the, I shot one of them into a concrete wall. On accident, folks. This was a complete uh, mistake. Uh, it was not science. I was shooting at my house, and I had my sight dialed to 60 and had not been paying attention, and I hadn't dialed it back down to 20. And I uh, got to the shop and just straight shot one into the concrete wall, and it stuck in the wall. And Yeah, that's those Easton match grade points, though. Those things are dynamite. Yeah, but any other arrow, you're blowing the carbon up on that thing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And and I pulled it out of the wall, melted the outside out, put a new one on, spun perfect, shot bullet holes with it. I I couldn't tell you which one of my arrows in my quiver it is. Like it That's shoots a, that well. Yeah. That's awesome. Um I do like and then I so I like that Victory does the spinal line right on the shaft. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it makes fletching a breeze. Right. You don't have to try and figure out where the uh where the spine is on it. But um 
the, the Victor components are nice. I like them a lot. Uh, the aluminum ones are what they are, right? It's aluminum. The 50 grain ones that come with it are aluminum. Uh, if you get the RIP TKO or the uh, VAP TKO series, right? The the outskirts that come with it are are aluminum, but you can upgrade to the stainless steel, and those are the seventy five grains and ninety five grain outskirts. And I always run the seventy fives. Um, it just works out with my arrow builds. I I already have so many one twenty five components that I just I run the fifties mm-hmm. that they come with. I've never had any issues. Right. If and I had a bunch of 100 grain components, yeah, I'd, I'd upgrade to the 75 mm-hmm. grain stainless steel. Um, but I just don't, and so I, I'm not. I'm already at 500 grains with that mm-hmm. arrow build. I'm not trying to run front 525 up yeah. front. Well, because those are pretty heavy. Yeah, they're pretty inch, heavy grains per inches GPI. Yeah. But um, in, in the uh, grand scheme of things, with the toughness of that arrow and how well it flies, um, I'm okay with it. Right. I'm, excuse me, I'm getting that good kinetic energy of that good high FOC. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what we're going to kind of go into now. It's just like <laughs> a little bit of the arrow stuff. Um, and so I, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of run through what my, my perfect arrow setup is. So when I'm building out an arrow, I like to be at anywhere from like that 470 to 480 grains. I like that. I usually fall somewhere in the middle at like 475, but right. this year I, I got it to 480. Um, and I like to be at like that th- anywhere from like 13 to 15% FOC. Right. Um, and for veins, I'm not actually too particular on the veins. I just kind of try it. I just try out a bunch. I've shot the Boney X veins. I've shot the A Max. I've shot a hybrids. Um, tack veins, they all have their benefits. I think tack veins are awesome because they're super light. Uh, it's one of the lightest veins that you can get. Um, but they're, if you don't get them to stick, they suck. Oh, I hate dealing with them, man. Y- yeah. It, but if you don't run wraps with them, I mean, you well, better get them perfect. Yeah. It will, and it all comes down to like vein contact and making sure it's getting enough, um, contact with the arrow and, and that the prep is done. But, and I think that's part of it is, um, well, a, they're, that they're stiff. It's a, it's a, they're it's stiff. a, it's a stiff material. So and getting it to stick is tack glue. Um, I mean, it, it expires quick, right? So if you open that stuff up to air and you're not using that bottle pretty quick, mm-hmm. I got through a bottle away today cause it was just gooey. It, yeah. It's yeah. just not any, any good. You try to use that on some customer fletches and they're going to make it out the yeah. door and be mother effing you uh-huh. down the block. And but sometimes like. That's why we tell people, right? If you have any issues, come back. We'll fix this for free yeah. because we've had it's glue not a issues this thing, year, right? right? Like you, it's not a perfect science. And sometimes the company sends us glue that is bunk, or it was exposed to to air longer than than we realized. Whatever it is, right? One guy was using it. We didn't realize he, the cap was off. And uh, I mean, there's, I, it's, a, I think it's a chemical thing, right? Like that changes the chemical compound when it's exposed to oxygen. And so that now that that glue is only good for so long, um, and that's that's where the um, efficiency on our end needs to come in, right? Where we're not having our glue that's exposed and uh, not using the same bottle forever, and 
Well, and, yeah, you know, and, 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 and there's like, just there's like yeah, well, like we said, we've had um, there were some companies that had some glue issues this year um, for one reason or another, and we we had a lot of veins that just weren't sticking. Yeah, and as a pro shop, fletching arrows and like uh, doing it on the mass production that we've been seeing. Um, I mean, man, last year we did a ton of arrow builds. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's gonna uh, kind of be another big big thing this year for us, which we, you know we don't we like that. I want I want people to shoot their own, arrows, you know, yeah. yeah, shoot the arrows you want to shoot, yeah, and uh, and we'll fletch them right. But for us, I think it's so much more time consuming and that's kind of a pain in the ass when right people there, want right? when 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 guys want like the A Max. Or if they want the tack veins, because there's so much like priming, yeah, uh, that you have so to that's, do. That's where you know, yeah. But we're selling I think everything guys who, that you can who are in this to get rich. Like we still feel bad charging people out for a custom set of arrows because mm. like it seems really expensive. But it's but a, it's a tedious job, man. It's like it's, at it's, the end of the day, we're really not making anything on it, right? No. Like you're getting a really nice custom pro set series arrows, and like we've we've spent. And it's not that it's it's not that it's hard to do by any means. It's just just it's tedious. tedious. It's right. it's it's monotonous. It's the same thing over and over again. But you have to also, like, you kind of got to pay attention. So you're making sure you're getting good vein contact. Right. You can't and, bust it out fast because it's every mm-hmm. arrow that goes out of the shop has our name written on it. Yeah. Right. And so it's well, got to be think, done right. Uh, you know, a vein that I I really like um, that is the Q2I veins. Big fan. I think. They make a fantastic vein, and I mean that's what comes on, that's what comes pre-fletched on Victory arrows and on um, uh, Gold Tip. Oh, is it? Yep. So those are I all. Know the Vap, the SS series has the Q2I on. Yeah. So the all of the other ones are Q2I veins, and it's because they're and you can tell a Q2I vein um, from pretty much any other vein because of the two tone. They were it. Um, I can't remember what they call the part that connects to the arrow, but that part is always black. Right. So that's like their signature. Um, but there's a reason why, you know, Victory or uh, a company like Gold Tip is using those veins when they mass produce don't tons. Don't primer. You don't need primer. They adhere really, really well. They steer well. They steer well. Yeah. I think that that's the veins I'm, I'm most likely going to go with this year. Is the three inch shield cut? Yeah, I'd like Q2 to try those out. And I think they're they're a little heavy per. Mm-hmm. I think they were like ten point nine grains per for the three inch. I think so. Holy lord, they're pretty heavy. It's a dense material. But I think the two inch is like the two inch like seven. Yeah, I would, but I want to. Sh- I like I like three inch veins. No, I do too. I yeah. mean, I don't disagree with you. That's just, oof. Yeah, so it's heavy. So I probably system. won't. I probably won't. I'll probably do a three fletch with the max helical. I'll use the A max or not the a, the Arizona Easy Fletch, the max helical, um, to get the most steering out of it. And so, like that, well, that's one thing. Like we talk about arrows, right? So, like how important your arrow build is is. Oh my almost, we almost. Could, we could talk th- for the next three hours about the importance of an arrow build. Well, right, and and that's what we'll touch on here, right? So, like, like I was saying, I like to when I build mine, I have this at my draw and what I shoot for poundage. I know that 
I'm going to get um, a good, like a moderate arrow at like 480 grains. I'm still shooting, you know, 200 and well, out of the ethos, I'm at like 285 feet a second, um, which is plenty fast for me. Um, I still get that good. I still have good trajectory. I don't have like a giant pin gap. I can still on all of my hybrid sites or anything that I like move my mover sites, I can still shoot out to a hundred. I get the hundred yard mark, which uh, like is great mm-hmm. to practice at. And, right. um, and I get a ton of penetration and, and good kinetic energy out of those. Um, and I think that's where people kind of, fall short and kind of sell themselves short because they'll, they'll come in and they want arrows or they'll go somewhere to buy arrows and they just think that they're, you know, all, all arrows, arrows are created. Arrows yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Which it's not. Well, I'm going to get into the science on that a little bit. Um, and this is just rough calculations, right? And so we're not scientists. Yeah. We're not scientists. Arrow, this is just using, engineers. using the calculations that we know to be true for us. Um, and this is kind of going to get into why we think, you know, you should consider getting a newer, more efficient bow. But um, so the the industry strand standard says that you need between 42 and 65 pounds of energy to kill an elk. Um, you know, 42 being on the very low end, and that's a perfect shot. You know, 65 pounds, you're going to obviously uh, begin pastors. Uh, anything above that. Um, great, you know, you, you hit ribs, you hit this, you're still going to get a pass-through. So um, the based on the calculations, right? So say you're shooting the Matthews switchback, and um, you're shooting a 500-grain arrow. At 50 yards, if that arrow is only traveling 200 feet per second, um, and this, again, this is a rough calculation, but we'll just, for purpose of this argument... Your, your arrow is only traveling 200 feet per second at 50 yards, uh, which the Matthew switchback is a slower bow. So this is not out of their own possibilities because it only IBOs at 315, and with a 500-grain arrow, you're going to be probably doing about 255 to 260 um, with my draw length at 29.5 anyway. At 50 yards with a 500-grain arrow, you're going to be at 44 foot-pounds of energy. So you are going to be at the bare minimum threshold to kill an elk. And that's with like an incredible perfect shot, right? With a 400 grain arrow, same speed, the same distance. Now you might be getting, you know, 10, 15 feet per second, a little bit faster, but for the sake of this argument, your arrow is only going 200 feet per second at 50 yards with a 400 grain arrow. You only have 35 foot pounds of energy. So you've lost a full 10 foot pounds of energy just by not shooting a little bit heavier arrow with mm-hmm. a little bit better FOC. You just you lost all that kinetic energy. And so now instead of having a dead elk because you had a arrow that was built correctly, now you have an elk that's just running through the woods wounded. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why we're talking about arrows and why it's important and, and why, you know, why do we care how much our fletches weigh. Um, you know, why do we care what our overall weight is? Why do we care what our FOC is? Because a correctly built arrow is going to be the difference between a wounded animal and a dead animal. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you compare it, like, 
when, when people come in and, and are looking for new arrows, my, my thing is like, okay, well, if you were going to go hunting with a rifle, would you buy subpar quality ammunition for your rifle? No, I'm going to, if I'm going out with my rifle to hunt an animal, I want to be shooting the best, most efficient ammunition that I can get because it's our job to make ethical shots. And, and, and so that's what I correlate it to with archery and arrows. Like you can, and don't get me wrong, you can get it done with, I mean, for crying out loud, thousands of years ago, they just killed them with sharp pointy sticks with a rock on the end of it. You know what I mean? But like, again, we live in the 21st century. You, you, you want to be able to pick apart your, your ammunition for your arrows right. and set them up to be the most efficient that they can be coming out of your bow. Yeah, and I've heard that argument a lot, right? Guy, you know, they used to kill them with stick and strings and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? They were also <laughs> incredible athletes that ran these animals down for days, if that's what it took. Right. Right? And yeah. they were incredible trackers. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm colorblind. I'm a shit-ass tracker. Like, <laughs> Dude, I don't tra- – I suck at tracking. Like, like I'm just – I only take slam dunk shots because I do not want to track that animal. Yeah. I, I want to watch it fall over dead. Mm-hmm. And so I want my equipment to be the best it can absolutely be. I don't care that I only need 60 pounds of energy. I'm getting 95 pounds of energy because yeah. I can. Because you can, right? Right. And the, and so it's so funny. So I've had to get good at like tracking animals like with ground disturbance. Like I have, I, yeah. I don't follow a lot of blood unless it's mm-hmm. like, a lot of blood, and right. that's easy for me to see. But if I'm like looking for drops, I don't even look for the drops. I just look up. I look for disturbance. Exactly. Because one hundred percent, I can it, see ground disturbance ten times easier than blood. Blood. Oh yeah. Because oh my god, dude, it's so bad. Yeah. If you call Jake and I to come help you track a wounded animal, you might want to call another person as well. Yeah. That like we'll grid the woods for you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I'll grid walk. until we step on it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'll help, but we're. I'm not much of a help if there's not a lot of blood. Okay, this, so this is kind of or a, the snow. a graphic story. But so I'm in Afghanistan, and we had just come back from like a five-day mission. And there's this guy bearing this IED like two miles from the freaking fob. And they drop a 2,000-pound anti-tank bomb on this guy. Oh, yeah. And the hammer. They're like, yeah, you guys need to go do a BDA on this battle damage assessment and i'm just like so mad i'm like what in the f are you talking like you dropped a two thousand pound bomb with one man like bda he's dead he's like, dead like yeah i, don't, a lot I of don't need to walk back out there <laughs> and no they made us i thought i was gonna die dude it was so hot so we walk out there and i'm just like standing in this field like looking around i'm like i don't see him and they're like you're standing on him <laughs> and it was just like blood as far as the eye could see and like i was just like so colorblind i was like oh damn i didn't even notice like oh yeah there's a shoe and that's about all that was left but <laughs> well, i threw uh, a 2000 pounder out yeah um, yeah yeah surprised so, there was even a shoe well but, yeah blew the shoes right off of his dusty feet um, you know anyway so yeah if you're going to call us to help you track blood uh don't uh, yeah, we'll come help. But we'll come help. We're I just mean, not, like not a lot of. Yeah, I'd love to come out it. and help. I'd love to help yeah. you recover it. Um, and maybe, maybe I get lucky and I'm like, look at this blood on this grass. Look see, at how good if it's I on, am. if it, but it's on that, gray grass. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But if it's like leaves on the ground, yeah, uh, it's a on game over, dirt, dude. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
snow though. <laughs> yeah, snows. I love hunting in the I snow. Love, yeah, that's that's because what I like of that. But, but uh, and and then we can talk about broadheads, and I like I like a big big broadhead, but we'll save that for another episode. On the uh, we'll see if uh, fixed blade Cena comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it, the thing is, is if you've had success with a broadhead, yeah, and you're confident in it. Shoot it. Yep. Right. Hundred percent. But more than anything, and I think I touched on this um, in a previous post I did about my deer. Uh, what shoots the best with your arrow components and your bow? Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's some broadheads I field tested this year that just wouldn't group for me, mm-hmm. and sure. historically, they shot great for me. Right. Mm-hmm. These are arrows that were just super efficient and I've killed a lot of animals with. And so I'm like, this is, yeah, like this is what I've always known. Right. And so I test them and I've gotten way more into the science of things and breaking down, you know, what works and what doesn't work and why it works and why it doesn't work. Um, anyway, you know, I'm shooting these broadheads that I've always shot at 60, 70, 80 yards and I, they're not grouping, right? Mm-hmm. They're just not grouping. And then I switched to the QAD Exodus with this, I mean, very thin profile, incredibly sharp. And, like, by it doesn't look like it has a huge cutting diameter. But yeah, I, I want to say it's like an inch and a quarter. Right. and Which is still pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. But they flew insanely well out of my bow yeah right? i mean I'm at 80 yards i was grouping with my field points so i was like duh i'm shooting these yeah i think that has to do with the the short profile yeah the, the how short they are and that they kind of come back over the shaft of the arrow i think it's i think that that just bodes for accuracy right, right. because it's right. not this long super yeah, super long sure. broadhead out there but yeah and, creating and to drag. be I guess just to be open and honest about what I was field testing, I was shooting the Montec M3s, mm-hmm. which I think are badass broadheads. They look super cool. They look, I mean, I shot them. They are definitely quieter. They look tougher. They look like they'd punch through a shoulder bone. And I just couldn't get them to group. I just couldn't. Dude, the carnage on that deer, that front uh, humerus on that deer, that you, your buck that you killed. Yeah. With that QAD. There, I had a buddy back home. Uh, J Mac, if you're listening to this, talking about you, buddy. Um, he shot a deer uh, in Wisconsin, and like the the way the deer was standing, he was kind of quartering, uh, would have been quartering two a little bit, um, or I'm sorry, quartering away. But his front leg had come back a little bit, mm-hmm. so his front legs were kind of lined up. Well, J Mac shoots this deer, and it that QAD Exodus broke both of his humeruses. Like went, I believe it went through the front one, went through his chest cavity came out the other side busted the other like that deer just bulldozed his way into a death like it was and and the broadhead was perfectly fine like i can't i I can't i can't say enough about those like the the durability of that broadhead is insane so if they if you if they work for you and you can get those things like if you've got the right setup and they're grouping well man Mm -hmm. Fantastic all I'll shoot. I mean, I'll keep testing them with every bow, right? Make yeah. sure they still shoot mm-hmm. with my bow. But um, when I shot that buck and I heard that incredibly loud snapping noise, um, I mean, it was 
like somebody took a baseball bat and yeah. and just started snapping branches off a tree or one big branch anyway. I had no idea what it was initially, right? I was like, your initial thought, you're like, oh, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> what was that? What the hell was that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I wasn't sure what it was until I got up to the deer and I like grabbed its leg to kind of roll it over and it was just <laughs> like an eight pieces. I was like, oh Ooh. my god, oh my, <laughs> that's not good. Well, so if you guys, uh, if you guys are listening to this and don't follow us on Instagram, go over to our Instagram page, and uh, Jake had posted a picture of that. And check it out for yourself because it is it's pretty sweet. It's, it's gnarly. It's incredible. Um, I'll I'll actually I'll drop a I'll drop a link in the notes on this podcast uh, to our to our Instagram page so you can kind of go check that out if you want to if you want to see what what that broadhead's capable of. I I've had dudes uh, call me out and they're like, "No, nah, you shot that thing with a rifle," and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, the bloodshot on it was oh, dude. crazy." And I'm like, it, honestly, I don't even blame guys for like, come on, dude. Yeah. Because if I hadn't shot it myself with my bow, you know, knowing what I knew, like it looked like a rifle wound. Like there yeah. was that much damage to that shoulder. And I'm not trying to damage a shoulder, right? It yeah, just right. it just yeah. so happened to be what it was. That buck is very dead quiet. He knew something was up. He tried to turn on me too late for him um but it what a lot of what you were seeing is i think when it snapped that leg i think it almost separated the skin on the inside of his rib cage oh, sure and opened it up for for blood to pool in there yeah, yeah. so it looked like there was just a ton of lung blood mm-hmm. trapped between his ribs and his hide mm. um now there was an incredible amount of carnage in there when you when i opened it up and that shoulder was nearly unusable um <laughs> i got i did get some meat out of it but uh, i i probably let it rest too long because that blood shot worked its way worked through its there way pretty there damn pretty good. good dang um so yeah a testament to so like again back to arrow setups like you know what jake has set up with his um it's just a punishing arrow and trajectory on and so you're shooting a 500 grain arrow 500 grain arrow yeah. so let's let's yeah. get into that yeah. because break it down this is going to go into um and i, I again i'm we, we're not talking bad about anybody's old bow um if it shoots for you that's fantastic but we want you to understand that the efficiency mm-hmm. of newer bows is what you should consider right um the smoother draw cycles that feel like you're pulling less weight the higher end speeds that you're not having to pull super aggressive cams and like what, what the difference is in those foot pounds of energy, what that means. Right. And so, um, I mean, we're looking at bows that aren't that old. So the Matthews no cam, Mm -hmm. I mean that IBO'd at 320, 321, 320. And so shooting the same arrow, right. At point blank speed, out of the new Carbon Levitate, which most of the newer PSCs, um, all the Pro Series anyway, shoot the same. And the EC2 cam, mind you, is not PSC's fast cam. It's their comfort cam. Um, you know, I'm, you're getting 78 foot-pounds of energy with a 500-grain arrow point blank, which is enough to kill an elk. But for the same draw cycle for a faster bow, that 285 feet per second, which is what I was getting out of my Levitate, you're looking at 90 foot-pounds of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and what does that translate to over distance? And that's what you need to look at. 
And and what draw length, right? Twenty nine and a half inches. Yeah. yeah. So ninety foot pounds of energy. You know, I'm I still have enough kinetic energy at fifty, sixty, even seventy yards. Not that I want to take a seventy yard shot, right? But I, now I got a wounded elk that I shot at thirty yards. He's standing at seventy. I oh, want another arrow, hundred yeah. percent. That's gonna pass through. And and anyone listening to this who's ever hunted an elk, who's ever shot an elk, knows good and damn well. That is the toughest animal you will ever put an arrow through. And two holes is emphatically better than one. Yeah. So if you can pile drive an arrow through two sides of an elk, you have, I would say, a 75% greater chance of finding that elk dead based on my math. Yeah. Know, which is take that for what you leave it. But so so here's here's where the my argument comes in, right? You've shot this old old bow. It's only 13, 15 years old. Sometimes we even get 20, 25-year-old bows in here. Sometimes we even get older bows than that. But what you got to understand, right, is that limbs have a lifespan. And so we have these bows that come in with 15-year-old limbs on them, and they've probably lost 20 to 30 feet per second on IBO over their lifespan, um, some even more, depending on how many times they've been shot, how many times they've put brand new strings on them. So those limbs are holding all that energy back in place with nice new taut strings. You know, they, they shot this thing 20,000 times in its lifespan. You know, it's a, you're shooting something that isn't as efficient as it was when you bought it. And so now you're, you know, we all hear it, you know, yeah, we shot this elk and never found it. And they're shooting a 25-year-old bow. And don't get me wrong, it happens with new bows too. It's all about shot placement, right? But if you can shoot a bow that's faster and more efficient and easier to draw and funner to shoot and you can afford to do it, do it. Like stop telling yourself, I'm going to do it next year, I'm going to do it next year. You know, you're going to you're gonna love yourself for it um, because you're, you're never going to regret killing that elk more dead you know what i mean you don't have you know instead of you know maybe you had to track that elk a mile now you got to track them 50 yards because your bow is that much more efficient you got that pass through whatever it is um now so for a personal example um good friend of mine good friend of the shop um justin arts he bought himself a brand new bow this year brand new prime revex and he took a shot on an elk that was subpar, right? It wasn't the best shot in the world, but his old bow was older and slower and less efficient, and we absolutely would not have found that elk because it was a hard quartering away shot. With the new bow, he had that much kinetic energy. Arrow comes in from pretty far back, probably in front of the hip, and it had enough energy to come out by the front shoulder. And so he got up into the vitals. He was able to, you know, not that I'm in asking guys to take less perfect shots, right? But things happen. Mm-hmm. That elk wheeled on him. He didn't expect it to wheel on him. At the end of the day, we were able to recover the elk because the arrow was so much more efficient. It got maybe 12 to 15 inches more penetration than it would normally. And so it was able to hit that vital zone. That's my argument. You know, I... and. Again, I I don't want guys to think that they're like, well, these guys just don't like our old bows. 
uh, they're fine. They're yeah. they're just not. And then the key word is efficiency. Yeah. Right? That's what I keep. I know I keep hounding on that, but. Well, the the old saying, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But. <laughs> Like here's the thing is like at some what point, point, is, at some some point, point it's broke. It's sometimes you got to upgrade, right? right? Like it's it's time to to can it get the job done? Absolutely, it, you know. But will you have a better shooting experience with something a little more efficient with a better draw cycle and um, newer? Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. so, and <laughs> not that we're on here like trying to pimp out people to come buy bows, but like we're just saying in general. Um, just look at it. I mean, like, I know it's an investment, but you invested into this bow how many years ago? It's it's probably time to look at a new one. Yeah. And just for, like, for your whole shooting experience, right? Because you come in and shoot a new one, and, yeah, you're, the one you're shooting is probably works just fine and, and gets the job done. But you might have you might – you might enjoy shooting your bow a lot more with something newer that's smoother mm. or, and more efficient. Right. Right. Like you might be shooting a 70 pound, um, I don't know, a, a 10 year old 70 pound bow, right. Where you could get better efficiency and like, out of a, I, I would even argue that the newer midline bows oh, are yeah. shooting faster and more efficient than the pro series bows were 15 years ago. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But, but like you could get the same, efficiency out of a 60 pound bow and have a much better shooting experience exactly yeah yeah and you know as as guys get older and you know as things happen people's shoulders wear down and yeah. you know guys come in all the time like well i just i this might be my last year i just can't pull it back anymore and it's like no you can't pull that bow back anymore like let's try this bow yeah shoot a 50 the, pound bow yeah this, this 50 pound bow is shooting 40 feet per second faster than that old thing and yeah all of a sudden now you can hunt again because mm -hmm. these cams are are designed in in such an efficient way that smoother and more i can efficient. draw 50 pounds and it feels like i drew 35 pounds right 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 and yeah because on some of those like like on the on the rvx and the RevX, that core series cam system at 70 pounds it doesn't feel like you're pulling 70 pounds no, back. No, like that's it, been a pretty much across yeah. the class. Anyone who shoots is like, that's 70 pounds. Are you sure? And you're like, yep. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's nice. It's just a good, just a really nice shooting bow. Same yeah. with, and same with the, the PSEs with yep. the EC2 cams on them. People are like, that was 70 pounds. Like, yeah, it was. And they're like, yeah. oh, dang. But so, yeah, I don't know. Just our, just our, our two, two cents, cents yeah. you know, again, try it out. Like Austin's saying, we're not, we're not trying to pimp you out on a new bow. We're not even saying buy a new bow from us. Yeah. We're just saying try some new bows out, yeah. especially, you know, if you're you're starting to think, man, maybe maybe this one just doesn't have it in it anymore. Um, treat yourself. You yeah. only live once. Well, yeah. What do they say? YOLO? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's true, though, right? You only right. have so many hunting seasons in your yeah. life. Only so many Septembers in one man's so life. So make, make every September count because well, and, if, and if you enjoyed shooting your bow when you know you're gonna enjoy it more if it's more comfortable right and funner and easier to shoot you know that's my so. favorite text i've gotten um from justin he got that new bow and he was just like dude i can't miss like it just shoots so good i'm like i know like that's why i sold it to you right like that's that's why i told you to try a new bow and yeah um like you know Justin's a smart guy, and he 
bought into what I was saying. And of course he loved the bow, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he's yeah. didn't just give me money based on my word. Cause what's that worth? Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, he shoots it incredibly well. His mm-hmm. arrows are built well. He's shooting the uh, victory arrows. Um, and so, yeah, he's got that good high FOC, good yeah. kinetic energy. and Well, and to, to uh, piggyback on that real quick, uh, when we talk about, like, high FOC, you know, like, we're not talking about, like, the Ranch Ferry FOC. No. <laughs> like, uh, and when you talk about, like, Dr. Ashby and the stuff that he, uh, the research that he has, it, it's, it's not that it's wrong. It's, it's, it's accurate, but we're talking about a whole different platform, right? Like you could, <laughs> well, what, what I tell guys is like, there's a diminishing point in return. Right. Right. You can only have so high of an FOC before you're just like, why? Well, and, and, and to that point, right. If you're, if you're hunting back in the Midwest, um, and your farthest shot is 30 yards. Oh, then by all means, like, sure. w- why not? Yeah. Um, at that point, want the sledgehammer. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you want to shoot a 600 pound or a 600 grain arrow, when, when you don't have to worry about like taking 40, 50 yard shots or like your pin gap being so spread out that your, your arrow drop is so fast, you know, if you're shooting 20, 30 yards, by all means, shoot the heaviest arrow that you want. And, and that's like you said, hit him with a sledgehammer. But for me, I, I want to find that balance. And I think right. most people do, right? You want to find that balance where you're going to get. And T-Bone Turner said it the best. He said, he says, build the heaviest arrow that you can do with the most FOC that you still shoot at 260 plus feet a second. Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point, you're going to get a really efficient arrow. And more often than not, that usually comes in to be about that, you know, 470 grain arrow for 480 grain arrow for most people, or depending on your draw length, because draw length is king. Right. right. When it comes to speed, you can't beat draw length, even with poundage. Um, Yeah. And and I guess on that, like my arrow landed at 500 grains, right? But that is only because those VAP SSs are such a high GPI. mm -hmm. I, I mean... Truly, I would love to be closer to the 465, 470. Yeah. Right. I would love to have a little bit more speed on my arrow. I'm not like a speed demon, but I I would like just a, a little bit more speed. But at 500 grains, I think I'm sitting at about 15.5% FOC, and every single animal I've shot, it, it's just been devastating. Am I super flat at 100 yards? Nah, not really. But not too worried about it. Okay, so uh, actually, um, they're under ten. They're nine point. The three hundred spines are nine point nine grains per inch. Uh, Vap Vap SSs. Yeah, yep. Um, Two fifty spines are eleven. Um, obviously, if you can get away with a three fifty spine, you get, you know, it's a thinner wall, right? right so you right. get eight point eight grains per inch, um, and that's on the SSs, which. It hums, which, it, which isn't bad at all. No, and do you need to shoot the SSs? No, maybe not. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think they're great arrows, but I think all the victory arrows have a purpose, and I really love the TKO series. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the TKOs, a three hundred spine. So the SS was nine point nine mm-hmm. in a three hundred spine. The three hundred in the VAP is nine point five. Right. So, so which, it's a little lighter. which is why I didn't go with the TKOs on the VAPs. I wanted to switch to the RIP TKOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the only reason I didn't 
Uh, and the only reason, well, the only reason I wanted to is because I did want a lighter aero build just a little bit, but the cheapness came out in me, and I had already <laughs> your, bought your thrift came out. Of yeah, you. I had. I just I already have like a bunch yeah. of components for that one six six. Oh yeah, spine. Yeah, because um, the rip TKOs are three hundred or eight point eight. So you you yeah. lighten the load quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, you lighten there. it probably. I mean, it, yeah. you know, if I'm shooting a thirty inch arrow, that's thirty grains over the over the length of that arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I was but, gonna get a little bit lighter arrow with the rips, but yeah, I had already um, bought quite a few wraps for that one six six diameter. Yeah. Well, it, uh, so like going uh, going into weight we're real quick before we before we uh, sign off here. We're at about an hour um when it comes to veins right like veins and wraps like that's a hot topic right mm-hmm. i love wraps i think wraps are awesome because i like to run a white wrap uh and white vein, veins on my hunting arrows just because of ease of seeing it for me right. um however you know you put a wrap on the back of it you're you're robbing peter to pay paul so you're taken away from that front of center weight um by putting weight on the end and you know for steering wise, you know, the three fletch versus four fletch argument too. You know, if you're running a four fletch with a wrap on the back, you're really robbing yourself of oh, some yeah. serious weight yeah. on the front, you know? So, um, but again, going back to what uh, T-Bone Turner says, you know, you get with a three fletch arrow um, with a max helical, you'll get more, the, um, the same amount of steering power as you would with a four fletch just because of that aggressive helical. Um, so just something for you guys to think about um, when you're tinkering around with your arrows and doing builds, like play with it, you know, try a, try an offset, try a helical. Um, that's, you just gotta, that's kind of what we're saying is put some time and effort into your arrow builds, uh, go down the rabbit hole or co- go into a pro shop and talk to them. Come talk to us about it. And uh, we'll, we'll sit and talk to her blue in the face about arrow builds and all the different things that you can do. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if you do nothing other than shoot the correct spined arrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and, and again, archery is just a learning curve mm-hmm. no matter where you're at in the game. Um, yeah. But we still have a lot of shooters who come in shooting 60, 70-pound bows with 500 spine arrows. Oh, yeah, that was. Um, the other day I was like, um, do you yeah. know you're shooting like a 400 spine arrow out of this thing? And he's like, oh, I got to get some new arrows. I'm like, yeah, we got to get yeah. we gotta get you in some stiffer arrows. So um, if, you're if you the, don't know what any of that means, talk to a pro shop, come talk to us. Yeah. Uh, do it. I mean, you know, that, is, that is more important than probably anything else we said is just shooting the correct spine yeah. arrow. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? So like I know it's kind of one of those things where – you know, you don't want to walk into an archery shop and be like, "Hey, what does this mean?" Um, but it. that's not the that's not the case with our shop. Uh, we we welcome that. We we want to share all of our knowledge um, as limited as it is. You know, we're still learning ourselves on a lot of stuff, and we will continue to learn because if you're not a student and you're not continually learning, like you're doing yourself a disservice. So um, we're always um, we're always listening to podcasts, uh, watching YouTube videos, just like talking to people, um, trying to get better. Um, and as you should too. So if you come in and, and you're worried about us or, uh, us like looking down on you for having a, a question about what that number on the side of your arrow means, don't, please don't, because we absolutely love, uh, sharing our information that we have and talking about it. If, if anybody that's listening to this has experienced 
uh, that and come into our shop, um, you'll know firsthand that we we want to give every customer every bit of our attention um, to have that experience. So going forward, right during the busy season, if you end up coming into the shop and you know there's a line, just know that if you wait, you will get all of our attention as well, because at that moment we're giving all of our attention to another customer, and we're not just trying to herd cattle through our shop. No. We, we, we want everybody to have a great experience and learn as much as they can to grow their archery, or grow in their archery journey. So don't you feel, know, I, come in, ask questions. Uh, we, we really, we don't mind it at all. And we actually like it a lot to be able to share our knowledge. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something I honestly, I hear a lot. You guys coming in and like, Oh, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I don't really know what this means or what I'm doing this, or you probably think I'm dumb. Like, dude, not at all. Huh, like, you don't know until you know, like, right? Arch- there's so much to know about archery oh. and it's such a rabbit hole. Yeah. And like, we all started somewhere, yeah. right? Like at once upon a time, I shot the wrong spine arrows. Yeah. Same dude. You know? Yeah. And so. Absolutely. It's, you don't come in thinking you have to know everything yeah. um, again, because Honestly, there's guys who come in who are absolute experts, professionals at it, and, you know, they have one area of expertise, and they ask us a question, and we're like, got us. Like, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, and we're not too proud to say we don't know, right? Like, uh, if we don't know, we don't know. We're not going to try and – we're not going to bullshit you. Um, We know a lot, but we don't know everything. Yep. Um, Yeah, so if you you hear this, you're on social media or anything, and you have questions – uh, we're pretty active on our Instagram. Uh, if you message us, we will get back to you or on email or call the shop. Um, we're happy, happy to help people. That's why we started this thing and, and went on this journey is because um, we want to help people in their archery journey. And the, uh, you know, the most important people to us are our customers and the archery community because we just want it to grow. So, yeah. Um we know this wasn't the most exciting one, but um, hopefully it was informative. Yeah, we kind of want to be a little bit more informative on this one and, and kind of talk about some things that we talk about a lot at the shop, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is some of the topics that we dive down the rabbit holes on on the day-to-day. And, um, you know, if you listen to this and you're thinking to yourself, mm, maybe my bow is one of the bows they're talking about, uh, come in and, you know, let's see if we can make it the most efficient we can for you without having to upgrade. Or if you want to upgrade, come shoot some bows. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else you guys want us to, to talk about on this podcast, uh, please reach out, um, and let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, that's kind of what we're here for too. We want to, you know, obviously we're going to have topics, um, that we want to cover, but we're also also, you know, looking for ideas on what you guys want to hear, uh, looking for the future. Um, we've got a few cool ones lined up. So Chet's going to be on here. Um, we're going to talk a little tar. We're going to go a little deeper into the target archery stuff before we go to Vegas. Um, and then I know we've got some other guys lined up. We're going to talk about, do some fitness stuff, um, coming up on the podcast. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got a, we're going to have, um, preliminarily right now we have a, uh, conservation officer who's agreed to come on the podcast Mm -hmm. um and so hopefully he that gets approved through his uh supervisors Uh, yeah i think that'll be a good one for you guys we're going to talk about kind of the state of the fishing game and uh you know how they make rules and and Mm -hmm. how it actually is science-backed and 
Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we're, we have a positive outlook on fishing game, but there's some people who might not. And so we want to hopefully kind of give everyone a little bit more insight into that and get some of his stories on, uh, you know, some of the, why they do what they do, they do what they do (laughs) and why the laws are the way they are and, um, how you can, you know, help out your state and things like that. And Mm -hmm. If you guys have anything specific uh, that you've always wanted to ask a conservation officer, oh yeah, that's ever right been in burning into your brain, uh, send us a personal message, and we will add or, it to the question list yeah, or an email or something. But well, all right, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in again. Um, this is the North Idaho Archery Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one.